My name is Nicole Matelski. I will be presenting the results of a systematic review investigating the safety and efficacy of non-invasive brain stimulation for upper extremity outcomes in children with cerebral palsy, or CP. Moderate to severe upper extremity deficits are common in children with cerebral palsy. Imaging studies indicate that intensive interventions, such as by manual training, do promote neuroplastic changes in children with CP. However, the training intensity required for these interventions, which can range between 60 to 90 hours per child, is highly time-consuming. This can lead to barriers with widespread use. Novel rehabilitation approaches, such as neuromodulation via non-invasive brain stimulation, may enhance neuroplasticity and intervention efficiency. There are two common forms of non-invasive brain stimulation used in CP. The first is repetitive transcranial magnetic stimulation, or RTMS, which modulates cortical excitability using electromagnetic currents delivered through a coil applied to the scalp. Different frequencies can either increase or inhibit excitability. The second is transcranial direct current stimulation, or TDCS, which alters transmembrane electrical potentials using low-amplitude currents delivered through electrodes. Different electrode configurations can either enhance or suppress cortical excitability. Both of these modalities can, in, can alter cortical activity beyond the duration of stimulation and influence neuroplastic changes similar to those associated with motor learning. Our systematic review asked two research questions. The first examined the effect of RTMS on adverse events and body structure and function and activity outcomes according to the International Classification of Function and Disability compared to control conditions. The second examined the same effects for TDCS. We conducted our systematic review primarily in accordance with the Cochrane Handbook. Our electronic search strategy yielded 774 articles for review. After screening, 22 studies were selected for inclusion, which reported on 19 unique studies. Across studies, 430 total participants received some form of non-invasive brain stimulation. Average participant age was 10 years, 2 months. Of the participants for whom CP motor type and topography was reported, most were diagnosed with spastic CP and hemiplegic CP. Eight studies employed RTMS and 11 used TDCS. Approximately 50% of studies implemented contralesional inhibitory stimulation, and approximately 50% used ipsilesional excitatory stimulation. Two RTMS studies primed the contralesional hemisphere with excitatory stimulation before applying inhibitory conditioning. Results were synthesized without meta-analysis due to heterogeneity of outcome domains and study designs. 18 studies with low to moderate risk of bias were synthesized. Data on adverse events were summarized using vote counting based on direction of effect. Moderate certainty evidence indicates that neither RTMS nor TDCS lead to increased adverse events in children with CP compared to control conditions. One TDCS study reported difficulty with in intervention implementation. Upper extremity outcomes were grouped for synthesis based on the constructs they measured. Data were summarized using effect estimates and 95% confidence intervals to illustrate the range and distribution of observed effects. Regarding the effects of RTMS on body structure and function outcomes, RTMS may result in little to no difference in spasticity or sensory function. It may increase or have little to no impact on movement quality and selective motor control. Excitatory RTMS may increase range of motion in the thumb, wrist, and elbow. For activity, 
RTMS may increase or result in little to no difference in functional hand use. It may result in little to no difference in performance in daily activities, unimanual dexterity, and bimanual ability. For TDCS body structure and function outcomes, TDCS may improve or have little to no effect on spasticity. It likely results in little to no difference in movement quality, range of motion, or selective motor control. TDCS may result in little to no difference in upper extremity activity outcomes. In conclusion, RTMS and TDCS can be used to safely and feasibly target upper extremity outcomes in children with CP. Literature to date indicates unclear effects on upper extremity structure and function and activity outcomes, and effect sizes were variable across studies. Study designs, stimulation parameters, outcomes, and participant characteristics vary widely. Simulation protocol parameters and participant characteristics may play an important role in treatment responses. Although studies are addressing participant factors are emerging, future research should examine simulation type, goal, intensity, and supplemental motor training based on unique participant characteristics. Future studies should also implement larger randomized control trials with low risk of bias to best determine treatment effects. We invite you to look up our full paper, and we are happy to take any questions in the comments. Thank you for your time.